When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the southernmost point of dawn to the lands of always winter, and what is west of Westeros, and the shadows in the east, and the shadows in Mordor, and all the places in Willowtown, which is the official name I just made up right now, this is Casterly Talk. I'm Ken Napsok, back after a week off, and we got a look at some news. This is kind of a new format we're playing around with, a shorter, uh, straightforward show. We're going to have long-form discussions, the reviews, the rewatches, all those things we keep telling you about. It's just a bit of a, a, a time right now where Alden and I are uh, handling 15 other things, so we want to get started. Straight to it here. Alden Diaz is with me to talk some news, big news, Critics' Choice Awards. We're going to have some fun uh, pitching ideas and also celebrating Hot Pie. Alden, welcome back, and how are you? I'm doing very well. Very excited to be able to talk about Lord of the Rings and and all of these worlds that we love. Big news day. Hollywood's going to Hollywood. And we have thoughts because we, we do. like to spend money on these things. We do. And I'm still going to do that. All right. I, I I can't apologize for that, which is part of my reaction to the first story. We were going to do a show regardless day. We had to take a, 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 a week off last week. So apologize for those who were waiting for it. But uh, we were going to do the news anyways. I like the Critics' Choice Super Awards stuff. It was, it's kind of fun to celebrate these shows. House of Dragon, Rings of Power, uh, all that kind of stuff. Yes, but... Then, uh, scrolling along Twitter, the news emerges. Uh, I, I read it first here in The Hollywood Reporter. I don't know. I apologize if that wasn't their exclusive, but I'm reading the article from Aaron Couch and Boris Kidd. The, the headline just reads, New Lord of the Rings movies in the works at Warner's and New Line. The studios have struck a multi-year pack with the Swedish gaming company uh, Embracer Group, which we had kind of heard about before, and them taking over the rights. And yes, they hold the rights to the uh, film side of things. We'll get into the Tolkien rights lore of it all as well, as we always would talk about when we're uh, breaking down Rings of Power. But Alden, first and foremost, uh, as we get straight to the story here, I do want to know your gut reaction. Were you scrolling along or you're just sitting there in your jam jams at home and you see this story pop up? What, what's it feel like right there in the gut? Where do you go with that? In a word, it felt good. I felt good, and I think the the decision was good because this is like new landlord takes over and is mm. like, we're not going to raise your rent. We're not going to change much because it's yeah. news, but it's non-news. Mm. It's it's a new deal was struck with the new rights holders, but it's still a new line. It's still, therefore, possibly Wingnut, Peter's company, which we'll talk about Peter, um, and then also yeah. uh, Warner. You know, So this, is, this has been its home sense fellowship and this for it to continue to be the home even with new ownership is is nice not that warner is immune to questionable decision making as we've seen with hbo max and some other things as of late uh but it, you know this has been one of their things and it would mm -hmm. be strange for it to it'd be strange if the jackson stuff existed at warner the other stuff existed at Amazon, and then there was a third place, too. That's actually a great point to start. Yeah, we're looking at you, CEO David Zaslav of uh, HBO or Warner Brothers or whatever the heck you are. Yeah, I, I get some thoughts on him. But you know what? At the same time, this is a good deal. It makes sense for the company, and I like what you're saying about 
the wallpaper might still be the same. Maybe the address changes. We put in some new curtains, but it still might might be something we're familiar with, which I think is key. I, I go to my gut reaction of this story was, yeah, this makes sense and fun. I'm mm-hmm. someone who is a fan of Rings of Power. I know that's not shared with everyone here, but I know you are. Uh, Rachel Cushing yep. is as well. Uh, but even then was that big question mark hanged, uh, hung over it was hanging over to of of uh of Bezos like Amazon like it's a, it was a it was a new tenant. I love your example. It was a new tenant in the building. We weren't sure what they're going to do with it. Uh we ended up liking it. I know not everyone did from casual fans to Tolkien loreheads. I totally get that. Totally respect that. But uh going back to this, knowing that hey, new line, knowing and then I'll just read this quote here. Peter Jackson, of course, along with Fran Walsh and Philippa Bowens, uh behind all the magic of the first three movies, which we should point out, not everyone loved those movies, because you might be Tolkien Loreheads who are like, Where's Tom Bombadil? But hey, mm-hmm. that aside, uh said this Warner Brothers and Embracer have kept us in the loop every step of the way. We look forward to speaking with them further to hear their vision for the franchise moving forward. It should be noted, as they do in this article, Amazon, Peter Jackson said, had previously asked him to be involved in the Lord of the Rings TV show, but then according to him, uh, did not follow up. So just giving the complete picture there. Uh, let's go to that. What do you think about Jackson and team on that comment? I think it's an interesting thing to note that they spoke to them at all. Not that I don't think that they should or shouldn't. Like, I I, I think it makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense creatively, right? Um, yeah. If you're a young director and you're taking over, say, a movie, uh, a Gandalf movie, let's just say. Yeah. Yeah. If you can call him, you're gonna. That makes a ton of sense. I mean, he's the guy. Yeah. But it's interesting that on the announcement of a deal that a statement was released from Peter, Fran, and, and mm. Philippa because they, like you said, like since the, since the Hobbit, they've been retired from the Rings game. He went, he did his World War One doc, he did get back. And so it's like, I almost wonder, is this the beginning of the of Peter Jackson, Fran, and Philippa as like the Kevin Feige's of rings mm. which i think would be a really smart move or the james gunn in this situation because he's got yeah. dc now would it be like hey we want to run all these things by you mm-hmm. and maybe make them uh canon to your six films i that's a great way to look at it we're gonna talk about maybe the potential connection or lack thereof to the films uh in a second here with some quotes from Zav- zavla i don't know if i'm saying his name right but frankly some of the stuff i heard about him <laughs> i don't care um but um <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd thought about that. It, you know, the Feige position is, is you know, there's been others before him and there will be others after him. But, you know, he, he becomes uh, synonymous with this person over the creative of a particular um, franchise. And, and it works, uh, clearly. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a moneymaker. So I like that idea. Uh, also, just, you know, it's naturally, even when the, the series got announced... Uh, you naturally think, oh, are they involved in any, any way, uh, th- this uh, Fran Philippa and Peter uh, Triumphant here? Uh, because it just makes sense what they did with the movies. Uh, even The Hobbit, you know, we talked a little bit about the Guillermo del Toro of it all. Hey, maybe here's a chance for him to come back and do something. Um, but mm. them get involved and them kind of, hey, it's in our rearview mirror, to your point. I like that. And I like uh, I, I like what I what I like about the quote of uh, coming out so fast, to your point, is, hey, maybe this is their... Harrison returns for Han Solo, uh, Blade Runner 249, uh, 2049 mm. uh, in Blade Runner, or excuse me, Indiana Jones 5, where it's like, you never thought he was going to do that. But they were like, hey, uh, time has passed, and like the, I'd like to revisit it. Um, not saying Jackson necessarily has to get behind the director's chair, but the fact that they maybe after all these years go, hey, yeah, maybe we want to explore some more things. Uh, I, that's a total speculation on my part, and I'm rambling because I'm kind of excited about them even doffing their cap, cap to it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, even the quotes that they had just in, in the article before the Jackson camp commented, you know, they were talking about, um, you know, the business side of it with the Amazon and the rights and everything. But 
you know, tw- uh, the Pamela Abdi, who mm-hmm. Pamela Abdi and Michael DeLuca, two of the Warner Bros. bosses, said 20 years ago, New Line took an unprecedented leap of faith to realize the incredible stories, characters, and the world of the Lord of the Rings on the big screen. The result was a landmark series of films that have been embraced by generations. And they went on to just sort of praise what was going on and get really hyped mm-hmm. about what's going to happen. Um, it's an interesting moment to see this sort of, in Rings of Power was our first sort of, you know, Mm-hmm. dive into this pool of what is its life beyond the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, two core stories. Yeah. What else could there really be? And I think Rings of Power was a success as you do. And we really love that show. And we had a great time talking about it and we'll talk about it more. Um, but in terms of this adaptation, this universe, if it is indeed, we're going to build out from Jackson's that those six will all, if, if they're going to star Wars, it, these yeah. six will always be the thing. And then everything else is like, if they cast a strider, that's Vigo's Strider younger. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting to see. You know, it, it makes a lot of sense, and it's surreal and weird. I will say, just on the nerd, on, on the internet side of it, I was immediately frustrated at the very obvious people don't read articles because you know the mm-hmm. the headlines are new Lord of the Rings films with a picture of Elijah Wood, and people immediately like, why are you remaking the greatest trilogy? I don't think they have any. They're not that. No. frankly dumb. They're not going to do that. No, no. Uh, these will be new things, I feel like. No, no. And yeah, you great quote from the 20 years ago. We have read above this here in the article here, again, by Aaron Couch, Boris Kitt, Hollywood Reporter. We understand how cherished those works are. Working together with our partners at Newland Cinema, Warner Brother Pictures, we plan to honor the past, look to the future, and here to the strongest level of quality and production values. That's a very corporate statement, but it's a nice, well-worded yeah. one. They're, those those statements work for a reason sometimes, where I think this this honors a lot of different things. I'm excited about the potential. We'll get into some fun pitches a little bit later in the show. Although, but I'm excited about, there's so much room on the Lord of the Rings map, which is one of the things I did love about Rings of Power. And I know there was this timeline crunch and, and it's a different take on it and, and take all that and put it elsewhere. Um, but I just, mm-hmm. I, I as someone who was a very passionate, yet at times casual Lord of the Rings fans, meaning the trilogy changed uh, a lot in me and I love those films. I've come to appreciate the Hobbit films a little bit more than I did when they first came out, uh, especially knowing a little bit more the behind the scenes story. Uh, mm. I look at that world, I'm like, why Why am I not pulled in as much? Meaning like someone yeah. pulled me in not and not lore, talk, Tolkien lore heads or, or just the books themselves. I mean, it's a, such a wonderful world that Tolkien created without a doubt. It's worked for, for so long yeah. for a reason. But yeah, take me to different spots. Take me to different times and take me to some of these younger names, these names when they're younger. Or maybe who knows? Yang, names when they're older, which is a, a possibility, I guess you could say as well. So anyways, that's where mine goes. I, I, my mind goes. It's exciting. Why not? This is the, We're in the franchise games. That's not going away anytime soon for any of these companies, especially with investors. Uh, uh, kind of in a way calling the shots at times for better or worse. This to me could mm-hmm. be better. Yeah. And and you brought up the Harrison Ford of it all. Like, is there a world where Vigo Mortensen now with some gray in his hair plays King Elisar? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know who would be on board for that. I, you know, Orlando Bloom has not aged a day, <laughs> you know, he, he and, and he already returned once. Like, yeah. is there a world where, where they do that creatively? I'm not sure what the move would be, but you yeah. know, they're tempted. I mean, this is, this is the time where, you know, the Super Bowl was just lit up by Michael Keaton in a bat suit. And, and, and that was, we had people were saying, and rightfully so it's the summer of 89 again, right? It was Harrison and Michael Keaton dominating (laughs) the televisions and and trailers. And, and there's a, um, 
I love that you bring that up because there's a surface way and an occasionally, you know, more than occasionally cynical way to look at that is is sometimes we're stuck in, in the past, nostalgia goggles, and that that's very real. Uh, that's a very real thing. But I think when I see stuff like that, it's a big why not for me. You're not just simply retreading the past. Again, sometimes that is the case in some things. But you have a, a world to tell these stories. So uh, Keaton as Ma- Batman now, no matter no matter what they got planned, I don't care. But just even that idea has always been exciting to me. Like, oh, cool. Him at this age, what could you? What stories could you tell? What stories could you tell with Han when he comes back at this age? Uh, I, I yeah. like that tip of the iceberg storytelling potential. Uh, and, and and now, of course, in Indy 5 as well, something I'm very excited for. Um, it's because it's a different time than I think even Indy 4, um, which obviously clearly has its detractors, but uh, is is um, sometimes I think unfairly maligned. Some of it is, I, I, I should say, but different conversation. But that was a different time too. That was, that was... That, that to me reeked more of uh, even Spielberg kind of saying, I don't know, I, guess, I thought we were done, but we're doing it again. It's a different vibe now than it was then. So this works for me around this time in the industry of like, mm-hmm. let's keep exploring this. Let's find out what we could do with Aragon in a different time. Let's find out what we could yeah. do with Gimli or, or uh, Legolas um, going off on their adventures. Let's do it. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the age of why not is now. I mean, this is people that grew up on... Peter Jackson's first trilogy, and even the, even the second trilogy, even The Hobbit. Like mm-hmm. I was in, uh, in high school when those were coming out, and I was it's not. Been you know, there were <laughs> you were at heart. You were definitely at <laughs> Still heart. Still at yeah. um, watching it in forty eight frames. You know, mm-hmm. getting your mind blown by why it looked weird. Uh, but yeah, yeah. like people now are have become filmmakers, have yeah. become creatives have become writers, have become set decorators and prop builders and everything. Like, I think that, you know, yeah, there is a cynical side of it, but there's also some kid out there in New Zealand that found out that it was possible that the three of the biggest movies ever made were made in their home country. And yeah. now there's going to start ramping up again. And, and with, you know, Peter releasing a statement, Rings of Power left New Zealand and is now in England, yeah. tax reasons, COVID reasons, et cetera. Is this going to be the big moment for a new generation of Lord of the Rings filmmakers to step up? And they're going to maybe want to see um, something that they grew up with on screen. And and yeah, there's the business side of that. But I don't think that that's inherently wrong creatively either. Yeah, look, it could be. But I always say, you know. But it, they haven't done anything yet. Wait and find out and then judge it. Engage with yeah. what's there. You know, even the, recently, um, Liam Neeson, God bless him, I love him. Happy yeah. to have him back as a quiet gun. Had a, it was it was a, a sincere, but I even think offhanded comment on a, on a wild, crazy kind of talk show setting with, with Andy Cohen's show of uh, you know Disney diluting the magic. I, I understand why some people might say that, but that that just shows me you haven't mm-hmm. watched or engaged with it and and yeah. looked in because there's great power in taking something again like Star Wars. It's not going away. We got these rights. Companies do need to make money for better again for better or worse. Let's explore these stories. Uh, let's find out, and then let's 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 make the table even longer to to go back to Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings and bring in new perspectives and new people to go back to that to go back. You're talking about New Zealand, but who else? Who else was affected by those movies in 2000? Yeah, uh, 2001, two and three. Who was affected by The Hobbit? Who was affected by the works of Tolkien? Who who haven't had a chance to tell that story? And then someone like uh, Jackson and, and and his team helping shepherd uh, new storytellers in. Uh, I think that could only help. And, and create interesting uh, and diverse 
powerful stories, different perspectives, uh, different angles to look at the world. Uh, I'm excited by that potential. And if they fumble it, they fumble it. Don't judge it until they're on the field and they've ran the play. Absolutely. And the other thing is that things can be both. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania comes out and there's all, you know, oh, it's just here to set up the new phase. It's just a trailer for what's to come. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, sure. sure. It is the beginning of phase five. It is setting things up. But maybe, call me crazy, there's a father and a daughter watching that film that I've never seen a dad and his daughter team up together mm-hmm. in a big sci-fi pulpy spectacle like that. And maybe they were really touched by some of the relationship stuff in that story. It can be both. You, yeah. We can have the corporations going to corp conversation, but <laughs> yeah. that does not take away from yeah. the creative side of it. Like, yeah, uh, start, you've said this before on Force Center with Joseph and Jennifer. George Lucas did not found a nonprofit. Yeah. And guess what? N- neither did J.R.R. Tolkien. The second that he yeah. decided to sell those manuscripts to a publisher, yeah. Um, yeah. there's an estate for a reason that's... Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't need (laughs) to uh, lift our, sometimes it feels like people want to like, gotcha these things like, go Peter, like you're, you're, are you selling out to Zaslav? And it's like, all right, I know you sent that tweet while you were at Jeff Bezos's Whole Foods, but like, let's calm down. We are, (laughs) we generally do still respond to stories as a people. Yeah. Yeah. No, being, look, being cosmically conscious is a good thing. And we, we want uh, that and we want our stories to, to be political because in a sense of, um, uh, not not uh, surface level American politics, but political meaning. Uh, that's how we come together to decide how to take care of the least of us. And these stories should tell things, uh, tales about mm-hmm. that. The adventure should have those kind of themes and lessons in them. And, and I think uh, a lot of potential there. But it's always easy to be cynical. And this is, a, you know, get you and I are here on this YouTube channel. And every once in a while we get that comment of, I don't know what show you were watching. Well, we were watching the same show. We paid attention. You didn't. Tough luck. Kick rocks. Yeah, like, that's what it is. Yeah. And, also, and like, and Lord of the Rings in particular, and Willow, but like Rings of Power, like those eight episodes were joyous. I felt glowy. I felt like I, I felt like it was like autumnal. Like I felt mm. really warm. And I think that this is the franchise going back to, you know, the opening of, of Elijah Wood sitting under the tree and, and the way that that music kicks in. I think that this is the least mm-hmm. probably next to Star Wars, like the least cynical by far of yeah. everything that we have. Um, and I think that, it, that we need Tolkien right now. What you just said, like how many <laughs> kids learned about, you know, in, in an accessible way about mm-hmm. overcoming prejudices through the dwarves and elves like mm-hmm. that, that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's yeah. valuable. Yeah, and again, uh, fully fully saying, uh, you know, you, you all have the right to not like anything or not want to see anything more, but uh, let's see what they can do. And it's exciting and and more to come. This is just a surface level scratch of the conversation because quite frankly, that's all we know. That's all we know. Eventually, uh, we're going to get, uh, you know, Rachel Cushing's going to come on here and I want to hear her thoughts on what this world could be, what other stories could be. We're going to have some fun with that here in a bit. But uh, uh, I just think it's a wild, wonderful uh, world this Lord of the Rings world, let's explore it more. It's going to be a lot of fun. So more on that in a second. But all we do want to talk about the other news story of the day. It's a fun one here. I don't put, you know, and this is, okay, this is being, I'll cop to be, I'll cop to it. I'm cynical about awards. I don't give a damn about awards too much. But at the same time, (laughs) I do like them. 
I do like it just mm-hmm. because everyone works so hard on all these things and to, to be recognized is not a bad thing, right? You can be humbled to a point of, of pain. And, and so accept thanks yeah. when given to you. And thanks has been potentially given to House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. The Critics' Choice Super Awards. And the Critics' Choice just had their other awards, uh, their main awards. Now they got the Critics' Choice Super Awards, which honors the best in genre film and TV. Uh, wonderful. We know you and I know some people who are voting for this stuff. I they get a wonderful night out. You what did you say all the off air when these events are are really about? Oh yeah, they're about eating dinner and taking selfies. Eating dinner, and taking <laughs> selfies. Really, so what it go. is? Which you know what? Cool. Life, We've all done it. A lot of pain in the world. Take a selfie and have a Critics' Choice dinner. Ain't no problem for me on that one there. But all that to say, uh, House of the Dragon uh, nabbed these nominations. Best Science Fiction slash Fantasy Series. Best Actor in a Science Fiction Fantasy Series. Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen. Best Actress in a Science Fiction Fantasy Series. Millie Alcock as Young Rhaenyra Targaryen. And Best Villain in a Series. Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen. Rings of Power also got some nominations as well. I apologize if I missed some, but I think they got uh, as well this one list is hard to f- lot on here. Uh, they got the uh, science fiction fantasy series as well. And then uh, best actress in sci-fi uh, and fantasy series, Morfid Clark, Lords of the Ring, Rings of Power for, were her, for her work um, with as Galadriel there as well. And I just saw, uh, hey, Moses Ingram, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Fiona Shaw Andor. We have some podcasts we can talk about that that as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are those, uh, what are those awards uh, nominations uh, mean to you and what do you take from them? I am with you in the awards don't matter, but also sometimes they do camp that yeah. weird middle. And what I, I was on a Oscar podcast the other day talking about a uh, tar with Kate Blanchett and uh, the other Galadriel. And we were talking about how, like what, what do the Oscars mean? And how every year when one a category doesn't go your way, you yell at the TV and say, I'm not watching again. Mm-hmm. Or that that hosting was bad, I'm not watching. Or that guy hit that guy, I'm not watching. Whatever it is. And it's like, but you come back. And what I realized is we don't care about awards. We care about stories, mm-hmm. right? Like I acknowledge that the Best Supporting Actor Award doesn't really mean anything. But if Kihi Kwan does indeed win this year, then that means something. Mm-hmm. And I think that th- that's what it is. So if it's going to be, uh, let's say it's, it's, it's Millie Alcock, right? Mm-hmm. That, that Critics' Choice Super Award is nothing. That's a, that's, that's a paperweight. Mm-hmm. But this young actress, you know, imbuing the foundation of this character for this epic story and getting the torch really from Amelia Clark and sort of being the one that then handed it off to Emma Darcy for their version. Like that means something, a career making moment means mm-hmm. something. So I'm in it for the people. And we know Millie Alcock knows how to hang at award shows. Um, so good for her. Yeah. I, I hope she enjoys the, the bar. Uh, I, I, I'm down for everybody. Rings and House of the Dragon. I think yeah. that I, I like seeing cool artists be cool artists. Yeah. So that's what it is. That's why you watch, I think. You know? Yeah, no, it, it, it's, uh, you know, there's, you, you know, I think you and I have now 10 times a day already seen, hey, you could be cynical. But guess what? You could in life and in genre mm-hmm. discussions. Uh, you you could uh, be cynical because there's the campaigns, the money behind it. There's a lot. Of, it is all that. It is all that. Shakespeare and love taught the world a lot of things about how films win Oscars. Uh, totally. Yep. Uh, but also there's so many wonderful people that work on these. And, and sometimes it just, just does come down to one name getting nominated. It's almost not fair uh, on a production, but it means everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, man, uh, uh, these two shows, 
the amount of effort that went into them, uh, the fans that uh, they inspired, I, I think it's fun. And also, it's weird to think George R. R. Martin's uh, kind of right. Remember, he said, you know, I want both our shows to be nominated, just House of Dragons to have a little bit more. So, hey, that's coming true mm -hmm. right now. Yep. Yeah. You know, he's, he's got to enjoy it because he gets another night out and he gets to be the only other celebrity author besides Stephen King. It feels like, like these, <laughs> the other, there used to be another one, but I, I feel like we don't know so much talk about that one. And yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's sometimes <laughs> I worry that George is going to trip too, but uh, yes. Yep. <laughs> For now, no, George just, you know, finish <laughs> the book and retire. That's all you need. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see sort of how it shakes out in general as, they because part of this is also drumming up hype right like totally i think house of the dragon season two is in production now i think it just started yeah um olivia cook was out the other night at the uh which, which awards was it i can't remember um she was presenting with diego luna and oh, she's yeah. got her auburn hair back looking like allison and so they're, they're getting ready and like cool um this is also a tool for that so it's like keep it in keep it in your mind while we take the year to make more yeah, no, absolutely. It's all part of the machine, but sometimes the machine is just damn fun, and uh, and I love yep. that there. So, yeah, we'll keep, keep you all updated out there on uh, more awards. Uh, but now on Casually Talk, we've got a fun little idea here. So, mm. Alden, um, we've got a potential some Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, I don't have a list mm. in front of me, but... Where do you where do you want to go? Some predictions, some wild speculation, some silly ideas, some ideas that could not happen. What are you thinking about when you think of this world of Lord of the Rings and the potential for more movies? My first real thought was Aragorn stuff, but then I started to think, what are the things that are probably never gonna happen, but mm. would be fun to kick around in a room? And I started to think, give me treebeard colon a sapling story. <laughs> like, give me really tiny little tree beard back in the first age. <laughs> He's like a twig, like baby Groot style. And then he gets a little bit bigger. And, you know, what does he do? What does an ent do? They walk, they take forever <laughs> to have meetings and decisions. It would be yeah. really cute and they would have next to no plot. And I would love every second of Just it. Just a rumination. I like this. Yes. Maybe you call it the, those trees are my friends and it's just... Him walking around mm -hmm. in the forest. I'd love to see some conversations, just hanging out with the trees. Uh, I could do yeah, that. Just living life and like, cause they're tree, they're tree herders, right? So, like, what, how, how does a tree herd a tree? How does that work? What's going on there? What, what kind of, how, how do you know what kind of wood you are? Do you decide your own beard length? Like, I, yeah. there's all these it, 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 inside baseball questions that I want to know the answers to. And then the other one would be, you know, thinking about like, how just like unabashedly romantic Lord of the Rings is. Yeah. We should lean all the way in and do something like Baron and Luthien, which mm. is, you know, one of the big legends of the world Tough. and just do that as like a James Cameron, like four hour long romance movie, like the romance movie to end <laughs> all romance movies, make that Titanic money, mm. make everyone cry. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Get, get, Liv Tyler to narrate it or something the way that they've got Miranda Otto narrating the Rohirrim movie that's coming out, which we forgot to mention is still coming out. That's That'll right. technically be the first film under the, under the regime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. The uh, war of the Rohirrim mm -hmm. comes out next year, directed by the guy who did the ninth Jedi for star Wars visions. That's so. right. Oh, I'm glad you pulled that mm -hmm. detail. Forgot about that. I love that. Yeah. Okay, that's great. I, I love great. I, I, I was uh, thinking, and, and a couple ideas come to mind here. I, I, I want, um, 
it raises the question of who you cast in it. And, and you know, um, uh, Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen, sorry, he's going, still going strong. But, you know, can you have him, can you de-age him and do younger Gandalf? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to leave that morality question to the gods here, so to speak. But <laughs> I want, there's so many that, again, I mentioned I, I'm a passionate dedicated, at times, casual Lord of the Rings fan, meaning I couldn't win a trivia question about Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. And I always say, when we talk about Rings of Power, I know my way around the map. I just can't always give directions. Where Star Wars, yeah, down to the, the nuts and bolts, I, I know. So because of that, inspired by that, and again, out of respect to Tolkien and, and the lore heads that might know everything, and I say that respectfully, I would like a, 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 a movie that kind of goes into the shadows and, and explains some things and, and connect some dots. So like, oh, Saruman, when did, when did he fall? When did he, what conversation did he have with Saruman? When did uh, uh, Grima yeah. Wurngtong uh, start to really get locking in uh, and influencing what was going on there up in, uh, 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 up there in Rohan? Like, uh, that, you know, give me some of that. Give me some of that. When, when Gandalf rides off, I, I, this time I want the camera to follow him. And again, would there be a lot of plot conflict? We're not worried about that because we're not the CEO of Warner Brothers, Alden. I just want to see... <laughs> I want some of those answers. And again, are some of the answers out there in the books or the wikis or YouTube videos? Of course. But what fun is that? Mm. I want to go to the theater, grab a big bu a bunch of popcorn, a soda. By the way, I, I finish all my treats before the trailers end because I don't like to be distracted during the movies. Um, and then just go into that. Lord of the Rings, Into the Shadows. I love that. That's a great idea. I, I think both of our Treebeard idea and, and the Gandalf idea, I think that the idea of just filling in everything that we didn't get to see I say we take it all the way to the Shire as well and mm -hmm. show me why there's a beef between the Bagginses and the Sackville Bagginses. <laughs> like there's, I feel like there's a lost genre of family comedy that we don't make anymore, which is like two dads that hate each other. <laughs> like what's that movie with, uh, uh, it's like T Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis. And the, oh yeah. Is it yeah. Christmas with the Cranks? Like, it might be. Christmas with the Cranks is yeah. one of them. I stopped like, paying attention like to Tim Allen as I know you did, yeah. but, but yes, uh, yes. I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that movie Envy with Jack Black, like where like oh, yeah. just movies of like, I hate that guy. And it's your neighbor. <laughs> like, I hate that guy. <laughs> just it's, do that with hobbits. Can we, can, this, this totally works for me. This totally works for me. My one request can we cast Danny DeVito as one of the grumpy Hobbit neighbors? Oh, absolutely. And it would be a miracle because we would be like, look, Peter, you don't have to use doubles with this guy. <laughs> and it would be incredible. It would be revolutionary didn't, for Hobbits. Didn't he have, he had, is it Deck the Halls? I'm, I'm live to, it's the Deck the Halls where he and Matthew Broderick were in a Christmas feud. Yes, yes, it That's is Deck I the want. Halls. You're right. <laughs> That's what I, exactly. Christy Give Davis. me just, yeah. Just low stakes neighborhood warfare. <laughs> it's a you know it's a Shire a family Christmas drama film, but but a, almost like a sitcom on the big screen. Mm. Yeah, food fights, yeah. dancing on tables, it turns into a brawl. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Oh my god. What's Danny DeVito? If you follow him on Instagram and stuff, he's got that the toe foot when he just puts his toe in a picture and says it's a character. You can bring him in there. He can yeah. he can speak. He can have a voice. The toe can have a voice. Fantastic. Mm. We should all aspire to age. The final one. The way yeah, the, absolutely. The final one I'm putting out there. It's almost, 
It's almost a serious answer. But I, I do think you got the tale of Aragorn and Arwen, right? Which is a story in the appendices. And again, I don't know the rights. It's so confusing sometimes. You and I really studied mm. up as best we could for Rings of Power. But uh, this would be a little different. But if you could pull something like that out, I don't know. Yes, we do know um, maybe where the story goes. We know what happens. And a lot of times people will throw that. Do we even need the story? Yeah, you don't want the story? In Star Wars, I'm dying to get uh, the story of Obi-Wan and Duchess Satine on the run with Qui-Gon uh, turning his back. You know, <laughs> I want to. I want that story. Just because I want to explore the characters. I want to explore the love. I want to explore the romance. I want to explore, explore the stakes for them in those moments. So give me, and it doesn't have to be word for word what's going on in this story. Give me the tale of Aragorn and Arwen. And give me this Lord of the Rings romantic, sweeping romantic movie that you're talking about. I want to go there. Absolutely. I think that it's... There has the potential for great, uh, uh, what's the what's the phrase? The four quadrant, like it would get everybody. <laughs> four quadrant film. Uh, and and you know you get whether it's Hugo Weaving or not. Yeah. You have Elrond, like I'm going to raise this handsome Dunedain lad. Surely nothing <laughs> will happen in my house. Here's, here's, the, here's the farmer's daughter. Uh, you know. Farm boy, as you wish. Just uh, don't do nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Uh, it's like, uh, hey, uh, Estelle, my gorgeous immortal daughter's coming back from her grandma's today. <laughs> Figure you guys could have lunch. Nothing will happen, just, right? Just show her around. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I love that. I love that there. Well, there you go. Well, that's some of our early pitches. The story is just developing, but there's a lot of room. So if you're out there watching and comments here on YouTube or uh, out there on Twitter, let us know at Casually Talk what some of your funny and maybe even serious thoughts and ideas are about this world expanding. Before we get out of here today, Alden, I do want to make sure we talk about uh, Game of Thrones, the thing that is um, at the center of Casually Talk and what brought this podcast into existence when it was Daily Thrones here on the same podcast feed. Uh, I, I figure from time to time on this uh, kind of streamlined show, we're going to look a little closer. We're going to pay our respect. We're going to talk it's, uh, about characters we love. The big ones, the small ones. In fact, you're looking at doing that in a larger sense with some of the bigger characters. But let's hear, uh, focus on one of the best characters in Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, both the TV show and the books. It doesn't matter. We can celebrate the character regardless. Uh, Alden, I need your thoughts on one of my favorites, Hot Pie. Hot Pie when I think about this man, this young artisan, this entrepreneur, this creative spirit, uh, I, I think he has an underrated arc and specifically an underrated redemption arc. Yes. Remember when we first met Hot yes. Pie? We did not oh. like this kid. I'll say it. He, was a, he was a prick. Like he was a prick. He sucked. He's a bully. He sucked. Yeah. He, he was a bully. He bullied uh, Arya. I forget what Arya's fake name was at the time. Ari. Is it just Ari? Yeah, Ari. Ari, yeah. yeah. He bullied little Ari. And was making her life hell on the road. And, mm -hmm. and thankfully, she had Gendry there to back her up. Um, but this kid found what he was good at. And mm -hmm. he shed that bully that bully lair. Mm -hmm. And he threw himself into making things to make people happy. And to provide joy and sustenance. And provided some of the key information that sent Ari, <laughs> excuse me, Arya, back, back home. Back home. Yeah. Changed the course. If Hot Pie doesn't say, oh, you haven't heard what happened up there in Winter Hell, she goes down and tries to kill the queen, which you know, could have changed the things. But if not, she doesn't go back and get the big W, the win over the Night King. A lot, it's you know, we do this in Star Wars a lot where, hey, you know, if uh, this had ha hadn't happened, if this person didn't make this decision, nothing falls. Uh, you know, uh, you know, if, if, if Wicket 
doesn't save Leia, maybe none of this happens. You know, that kind of, I love that kind of stuff. It's fun. It's fun stuff. But Hot Pie, he absolutely saved the realm. He absolutely saved the realm. And this is why I love it. Yeah. Hot Pie was like, you didn't see season six, episode nine. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> your brother, key character. Yeah. He, he was he was paying attention to the story he was in. He did Westerosi reporting right there on the crossroads. And we have him to thank. I think that, but before, forget, people give Jacques and Hagar all the credit. Oh, he gave Arya the skills and he taught her, he taught her her shape-shifting and and all that. No, Mm -hmm. that was all second. Hot Pie and then Jacques and Hagar for, he, he he was an agent of, uh, of the Lord of Light. He absolutely to destroy was. the night game. He absolutely was. Ben Hockey is the performer who, if I'm not mistaken, went on, uh, you know, actor, but he also uh, became a damn fine cook himself. If I remember reading some of the stories there, yeah. live the role. And I love that. I think he's wonderful. Now you're right. There's a bit of a redemption arc, the way he's played. And it can be considered a little stereotypical uh, where you got the bully and maybe he's, you know, considered overweight and we have a tendency in society to, to mm. poke them a little harder. And it's just not, and he, he rises above all that to be who he is. He doesn't, you know, he's essentially sold off to the crossroad ends there, but uh, you know, yeah. he, he, he knows who he is. And, and, and I love characters that, I'm not going to go slay the dragon. That's not what I am. I'm here and I do what I do and it's making soup and broth and bread. And through that, I help the big picture. And that's hot pie to me. Hell yeah. I hope that Queen Sansa hired him for the coronation. My God, I've never thought about that often. You know, in this- That's the move. That's the the real ending. That's that's the real ending. In this Jon Snow, uh, Kit Harington produced and led spinoff show that we're still wondering about- That's going to be revealed. Hot Pie becomes the official uh, cook of winter hell. Fell. Yes, I love it. Canon. Book it, George. Right there. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Casterly Talk. Had a lot of fun doing the show in this manner. Hope you did, too. We always say other things are coming, but I, I, I like being honest as a broadcaster. Uh, not only is it kind of an off-season for some of these shows, uh, and there's a lot to get to, and there's a lot of things we keep saying, hey, don't worry, we're working on We are. Uh, just it's the uh, start of the new year. Uh, it could be a little tough, a little rough. Also, a lot of things going on. And Alden and I, every week, talk about what we intend to do with this channel, what we are doing with this channel. We thank you for your support. We thank you for listening. Uh, if you have ideas, things you want to hear, and yes, I know, the Rewatch series is on the cusp of coming back. But it's really hard right now in my life to get a lot of this stuff done. So we're doing this kind of condensed version of the show as we work on other things. We hope you're along for the journey. So that's uh, from me. All then you can sign off, tell them where to find your other stuff, or just tell them where to find you and give you a hug because you might need that too. You can find me at that Alden Diaz if you want to send me a hug, GIF, or GIF. And you can find me in person in London, Star Wars Celebration. Ken and I will both be there um, for a different fantasy. But I'm sure if we see you at the bar and you want to talk Thrones, we will absolutely oblige. Absolutely. And I have had some people ask about Con of Thrones. I want to shout out our buddy, uh, Mark Kamire. I almost called him Mike. That would make me an asshole. No, Mark Kamire. who uh, let me know Con of Thrones is back and it's the unofficial convention. Mm. I would love to get that. I'll get to that. This year might not be it because, yeah, it turns out London, hey, getting to London does cost a little bit. So we're working on that, but uh, a lot of things coming here. So we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Casterly Talk. <laughs>